So yeah, I like I like how we did that as far as the interview. But I, right. my preference is uh, just kind of having the guest kind of come into the world of another week in the books. But what I think what I think we did really well is our personality still came to the forefront. I, know, I think a lot of times I hear podcasts that don't do interviews a lot. When they do do the interviews, they I mean, obviously, the good interviewers will fall back and let the guests get it off. However, I think that some of the gold in this show is the personality and banter that we have. Uh, so I think somehow implementing the guests to kind of almost be like the 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 third honorary member, you know what I'm saying, of another week in the books for the episode. I think that is the goal for me. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's kind of what I was thinking. You mean that you don't want me to get my Larry King going and like hit these kids? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Nah, I get what you're saying 100%. And that's the best, That those are the best conversations. That's the reason that I like uh, Combat Jack, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. When I, Joe Rogan does the absolute best job at that. Like I, that's why I listen to Joe Rogan so much. It's never, it's never an interview. It's like yeah, this is yeah. the person that I'm talking to this week, and we talking about whatever the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think the problem is that most guests aren't ready for that. They think that you're trying to trap them or oh, trick them God. into saying something. Yeah. So they're scared to go off format most of the time for their brands. Not I know DeAnthony wouldn't mind at all because he's <laughs> like a free form brother, but. What you do find out and what we found out in reaching out to people throughout the years at home, most guests are scared to, especially like what me and Animal Brown do, right? <laughs> like motherfuckers don't want to sit and do that at all because they'll say the wrong thing about somebody they working with or something uh, weird like that. Yeah, that yeah. But yeah, me and you and I can do that because this is supposed to be a platform and a place where you can let your hair back and be kind of open as a black man mm-hmm. and hopefully more prestigious and notable, notable people come to this and as we get more popular they'll understand the format mm-hmm. i think the main thing with that is them understanding coming in okay. not throwing it on them like because yeah. you know most people expect the interviews to be like about them and yeah. asking them about stuff so yeah i feel like as we start to do more of them we start to get more comfortable doing them i agree with you one million percent mm-hmm. yeah I, I yeah I, I think yeah you hit it on the nose and and i think we do that and when I did a podcast for Film Crickets, these two white guys, they do film reviews and they let their guests pick the film. I think I did this 20, I think last year, early mm-hmm. before me and you had met. Uh, I was just, I get, I got a, a subscription email service where there are constant podcasts looking for guests. So at one point I was like shooting my shot everywhere because I was just trying to promote role. Like I'm like anybody that had me to guess, that's the look. You know what I mean? Uh, but they were one of the few that actually did reach out, and I chose White Man Can't Jump as the movie. However, what they told me is like, hey, listen to the show, get an idea of. Thanks. So anybody coming on, because sometimes what some podcasters do is they look at the guests like, like. Of course, you, we're happy to have you, but on the flip side, we got to create that 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 ex- feel that excellence of people you're happy to be a part of this. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It, like, it's, it's a thin line because, like you said, you are creating an atmosphere that mm-hmm. our regular fan base is used to. Mm-hmm. However, there are people coming, hopefully, with the guests too, trying mm-hmm. to hear about them because they Google their name or they're looking at them on YouTube. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fine line that you walk. Mm-hmm. And as, again, as our brand, 
continues to grow i think the people that come in that's mm -hmm. the opportunity that they'll have to kind of let their hair back mm -hmm. on some like the shop type shit where the pivot mm -hmm. like you always say to where they don't feel they don't come in feeling like they have to be guarded because mm -hmm. the last thing we try to do is catch a nigga we don't do that type of interviews or we don't <laughs> have that type of show so yeah so that but people don't know that either. they got to protect themselves people yeah. scared of it because it's a lot of niggas out there that do operate mm -hmm. that way mm -hmm. you know what i yeah. mean well that's why i said i think that that's got to kind of it i get it it's a little homework for guests but you it's kind of mando like you need to yeah. you know kind of know what you're getting into we're gonna we're yeah. definitely gonna come for the vulnerability you know what i'm saying like it, it's not that you got to share your business or your life story per se but it is Understanding is like, hey, this is a safe space. They say that they're exactly. too productive. This is a safe space. This is comfort. We're actually genuinely trying to grow after every experience yep. on another week in the books. Thanks. So. That's a little inside baseball for the listeners. <laughs> Overall, what did you think? How did you like DeAnthony, man? I actually just listened. I just listened to the episode today. Normally, I'm right after the next the next day, like because I'm just mm -hmm. all the way into our product. I mean, the every piece of it, the mixing, the, the the banter, everything. I'm into it. I let it marinate because it was it wasn't heavy, but it was a lot to process. Yeah, uh, he gave he gave he gave a lot of lot more like a lot of info, and so I just let it marinate for a little bit, and then when I listened to it today, I was like, man, this dude was like. There was a few points that I I took away from it from a personal standpoint. Um. That like that because that that uh the point he made about can do the therapist need to have therapy and he used the point of saying that like it's like saying a, a doctor operating on a person with cancer they need to have, have cancer yeah so it, he just he broke some things down uh the thing he talked about with physical health and like kind of just certain uh, I don't know I, I might not be wording it right but like defeated or like hopelessness because of what you're around him growing up from the south and seeing kind of the mentality of it was just a lot of little things like when i got to listen back i caught some things again and then caught some things i may have not caught in real time so it's it's mm. it's he, he just gave a lot in i mean dude just was an intelligent brother man like he was ready for whatever it's good to meet brothers like that right oh I was man. Impressed, man what did for you mean uh, even beyond having him as my therapy and like on a personal level what he said it really caught my attention and what I'm trying to get to is a lot of people go to therapy for problems mm -hmm. I got a relationship problem I'm feeling mm -hmm. this type of way I want to get to a point where I'm going for that optimization like he said like I want to be the best fucking version of myself that I could be mm -hmm. and I feel like at my age you get to a point where a lot of shit isn't appealing to you anymore mm -hmm. but you don't know why you can't really put your finger on it like it, it like the, the shit don't hit the same it don't feel the same no more so i know that there's a lot of brothers out there that can't really because i have a hard time with putting words on it right you okay. ain't depressed and you know like you just want to be doing better like you feel like that you could be more optimal mm -hmm. in what you're doing and when he said that that he was looking for more brothers to come to him like that that Put like a goal or a benchmark because I want to get to that point. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no world full of problems, anything like that. But I, I think so much us as brothers, we get in survival mode. Mm -hmm. And when you're in survival mode, it's hard to get into optimization mode mm -hmm. because when you're trying to survive, you're just trying to survive through the mm -hmm. day. I'm trying to survive to the next month, to the next mortgage payment, to the next <laughs> rent, car note, insurance, groceries. Yeah, I'm just trying to get to that next point. Then yeah. I worry about it again when it come up again. 
Mm -hmm. But very rare do we get to a point where we in optimization mode. Like I'm cool with where I am, but I just want to be better. Like he said, I want to be a better this, a better that, a better podcaster, a better man, a better whatever son, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Being able to focus on not just maintaining, mm -hmm. but being fucking better year after year after year. Mm -hmm. That's what stuck out to me the most. The stress. And the fact that he said he didn't get that a lot. You know, mm -hmm. he don't have a lot of brothers that come to him like that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm good, bro. I just I'm trying to be even better. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's why I want to get to. It takes it's a lot of steps to get to that point, though. It so takes it's you you start. I always feel like black people and people. And I ain't gonna say people in general, but black people were starting in negative. It's so much because yeah, a lot of us in survival mode. Well, we, like, it takes I'm so sorry. much to just get to zero. Yeah, and then well, we're getting to the positive numbers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you like, realize when well, you yeah. get to zero so late. Yeah, like damn, I could have been doing this, but exactly. and we'll talk about that in the upcoming show when talking about our twenties. Yeah, teaser. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I do. I don't feel like that a lot of brothers get to that point, and oh, I yeah. want to get there and be able to express it and show brothers that they, man, it's the thing to do or be yeah. an example of it. So yeah, getting to that optimization point. Mm -hmm. That's Big. my goal for the year, getting the optimization level. And he, I like that word he said. A lot of times, it's not depressed; it's distressed. Oh. Like I yeah. really took from he said instead of saying are you are you depressed or what are you depressed about are you distressed what is it that's just bothering you that's really got a hold on you but it's not that you're depressed where everything in, in all your life's aspect is the same so I like it's that irking at you yeah so I really yeah. like that because I'm like man you know I fell victim to it have self diagnosed myself because I was just like bro I don't know what this is I'm in yeah. some kind of funk and I don't know what this is. And my wife, I'm like, I'll be good one moment, and then it'll go right into something. And then I'll just kind of mm -hmm. be to myself. I'm like, I got to work through this. I don't want to bring the mood down for anybody. I got to work through whatever this just came over me, this mood I'm or whatever this is. And I, I'm terrible at that. When I'm in that, I know, like, I ain't trying to bring the mood down. Just get away. I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> don't come talking to me trying to, oh, man, it'll be, what's wrong? I, I hate answering those questions because most of the time I feel like, nigga, you can't help me with it. So, yeah. but well, that ain't I'm the way to look at it either. I, I know I'm working through that. Huh? Okay. I mean, but I'm saying like with, with, with your girl, like do you, you, you do that there or you just be like kind of like I just need a moment or? We have come to a point where we kind of know each other, but yeah, we can't. Oh, okay. So she'll see it coming. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. She's like, I'll let you, I'll let you decompress. Okay. Before, like it'll be a response and she'll get in the same way. You know yeah. I mean? I'll yeah. let you decompress. Like, oh, okay. Before and it used to be you would get those responses in a relationship and you'll just fly off because you oh, offended. Yeah. Yeah, but one of the great things about getting to know your partner and being good communicators is you can know it. Okay, they ain't really just mad at me. Mm -hmm. They just they having a moment, and mm -hmm. and on yeah. top of that, I'm gonna let you have your moment, and I ain't got nothing to say about it. You good? Yeah, because you can have your moment. We deserve that. Yeah. We earn that as people. So yeah, and and, and it's crazy because I mean I ain't trying to jump on the twenties, you know, again Easter egg, but it is like you do because you take it personal because you know especially men because we're we're fixers that's what we know best we're providers mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of skills i feel like when it comes to relationships but one thing we try to do with the, the the simple things is you know the intimacy What's the problem the, and we try and we to end up providing that's all we know we don't know anything else really like that so it's like when there's a problem but we don't know if we're the problem or not and then we don't know if we can fix it or not it does and we take it personally like oh what's the problem like i don't understand like what but <laughs> once you get mature you start to understand like you're not always a problem and you're not always the problem solver sometimes you just or gotta... 
Oh, or my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you guys just those two yeah. were great. But even in addition to that, you got to realize that it ain't time for me to fix the problem yet. Mm. Sometimes we had a solution and we try to force it on you, but motherfuckers don't be open to it. They ain't got yeah. to the point where they're ready for you to solve it yet. They just want to let that shit out. They just want right. to bounce it off of you. And here you go. Oh, this is what you need to do, and you can fix it this way. And they ain't even trying. To, they ain't even yeah. got to the point where they process it yet. I had yeah. to learn that late. Whoo, like, right, boy, ready yet? Because and that's a that is a brick, like you said. Because when it hit me, it's like, oh damn, you're right. Like yeah. here I am trying to solve this shit for you, and you when still you on my like, time, on my time. Yeah, you still going through it. Yeah, fuck am I? So yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that's crazy. You're <laughs> that's right. That's hundred percent. Let me ask you. This is something I was thinking about. In in since we're talking about that and relationships, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that class plays a role in your relationships? And here's what I mean. Hmm. Let's say, for instance, you make three hundred and fifty, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year. Hmm. Good money. Let's say you make good money. That's gonna come with different tastes, different things that you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say your wife, because you're married, so you're a good person that I could ask this to. I'm not married. Let's say your wife made like she was a teacher. She made forty five thousand a year. Wow. Okay. Could you guys come to a point where you feel like you're equally yoked, or would you need someone closer to your income? <sighs> and there's a follow up. Well, I, I, your I think that from a financial standpoint, of course, I know that. Well, okay, we're not equally yoked, but okay. what I think should be recognized it's like okay you understand that what you would normally make a hard time for somebody that makes less try not to make as much of a hard time for me like low-key like that's how i would feel i don't want to dangle the money over your head pause if it needs right. to be but if i'm making this type of money mm-hmm. don't give me the issue like it's just certain issues i'm like hey look if I'm making this and I don't have the same kind of time, don't put the certain weights on me of, oh, uh, you know, if you make you make, you know, the you make time for things that you love or make time for things that you want. Or, you know, you start getting like these certain runarounds like, OK, I can't be everything like so certain burdens. I think if that I'm making this much bread. Some exceptions got some be. exceptions to the rule. Like that's okay. that's exactly what about you, though? Like because well, equally, well, I got me. I got one more question for you, though. OK, playing that. So what about when you're talking about? Like class aspects, like multiple vacations in a year, maybe the brand of clothing that you wear, what you get used to, mm-hmm. uh, the type of foods you accustomed to eat and where you are deciding to stay, the type of gifts that you two exchange with each other. Do you feel like that she would be able to keep up with your expectations or what you've come accustomed to making that type of money? expectations in regards to what those, those things like i'm expecting like if i'm if i'm buying you these things i expect you to try to make the same effort can you hear me say something you still can't hear me okay i can hear you now sorry no, i you said went dead. Oh, I say as far as effort, like what do you mean as far as the expectation? Well, as far as the items, like if, if you were making that type of money, you would develop taste for different things, would you not? Like the clothes that you wear, like I ain't saying that it would make you, but mm-hmm. you'll start eating a little bit better, like like smaller things 
wouldn't be a worry to you. It wouldn't be a worry to you if we going out and we spending four, five hundred on dinner or mm -hmm. if you got a car is three thousand dollars for oil change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like she make that much a year. So like how you expect her to drive it? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm asking, do you think that those things would weigh on you or do you think you would just bring her up to your level? just bring her up i mean my, my i'm just big on how you treat me like I, I think just as a man like just just treat me good like don't mm. make it a difficult for me i don't really care about if i got more than you mm. just, just don't give me a hard time like mm. i really want that because it's like i could deal with a hard time with somebody that's you know probably making this amount where it's like Same. okay they equally have as much as to lose and i'm not really a guy that operates that way obviously you know that but right. But if I'm in that space, it's like just don't give me a hard time about it. Because like if I'm working, I'm working crazy to get this this bag right I'm now. Providing a hell of a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm definitely yeah. providing a fantasy right now. Please don't give me a difficult time about the small stuff. Straight up. So let me. One last question. I'll let you get off. Yeah. What if the roles are reversed? What if your wife made half a million dollars a year, you made forty five, fifty thousand? Would you feel? Like you see her buying these things and doing these different things, would you feel like that would start to affect your morale as a man? Yeah, it would. Yeah, I mm. never trip about my my wife being the breadwinner. She was at one point, a few times. Mm -hmm. That, but not by much. But when it's that type of margin, yeah, yes. Because here's what happens. I already know it. I feel like most men would know this. If you're in that position, you can like me ain't gonna be quiet. Do the work. So let me try to get extra room. Let me try to create value in other areas. I can't do it providing. So we, we'll take those extra steps. Okay, let me be more romantic. Let me be more spontaneous. Let me do more cleaning. Let me do a little more cooking. We start trying to make up, create to that margin, make it smaller. But the issue is you have the bag. So when you start treating me any kind of way sometimes, then it's like... Do I tolerate we this? real fragile as that's man what, That's what I said That come up with <laughs> It's like Do Hell I tolerate yeah. this? Cause it's like Yeah Is this because I? Is this because You started see, thinking yeah, As a man yeah. Like it's, Yeah Yeah I'm glad I mean, what, we can be real here But but what about you? If, if you're If the roles are reversed for you Like if you're in and, a position Where you, she's the breadwinner and, and by that margin You feel like it's the same uh, thing what, you, what do you think? I feel like it'll be tough I think the first thing that as black men we could do is realize that in the majority of households that are multi-income households, the black woman is the bread one mm -hmm. uh, because they have more college experience. And not mm -hmm. to say that we should accept that or <laughs> be comfortable with that role. I'm just saying mm -hmm. it's a statement of fact. Mm -hmm. That way, men discussing it amongst each other you're not embarrassed to bring it up and know how you could deal with it possibly how yeah. someone else is dealing with it. i think we keep that shit to us ourselves a lot you seen that martin uh, so, episode <laughs> you yeah, Gina made more than him. <laughs> oh it's serious yeah so it would be hard to deal with i agree with you because there would be even if you're doing all of that little stuff like you're saying you're making up for it in other ways mm -hmm. and you're being the best man that you could be when I was talking about class, that's what I was thinking about. Because as a man, when you were dealing with someone like that, maybe taking three, four vacations a year mm -hmm. or driving just different cars or, or wearing clothes or just the everyday maintenance of a lifestyle from someone who makes that much money. 
it would be hard for a man to swallow that pause mm-hmm. knowing that like i can't really contribute to that that much especially if like you said you start developing a taste for that mm-hmm. she starts developing a taste for that mm-hmm. right so i it would be hard that i'm not sure rough. how i would do it I feel that like margin that is crazy it's the margin That's a crazy margin man yeah it's one thing if you're like, okay, I, I make probably ten thousand dollars less. We still about, you know, what I mean, I make I make a half a million more than you do <laughs> yearly. So when you and then it gets crazy too, because when you start thinking about invest, now here's the thing: if that money, if we had a business and I was running a business, mm-hmm. making fifty grand a year and managing our business, mm-hmm. I would feel more sufficient than I would having a job working making fifty thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Because at least I would know that I was managing and maintaining something that was important to both of us, and like mm-hmm. could handle that without her contribution. So you got leverage. But if I was like just getting making a W two, that'd be rough. Boy. So you feel like there's leverage then? Yeah, that's leverage. Because it's like again, being a small business owner is tough. Yeah. And if you're able to do that and make and take home about fifty grand a year, you making you doing all right. Mm-hmm. As if you, I'm talking about after you pay your overheads mm-hmm. and you pay your business expenses, you, you have still having about 50 grand. You're doing decent and you mm-hmm. know that there's room and you have a proven system that it could grow and do better. You just got to apply more to it. But man, if you're working a job making 50 a year and your wife like making quarter million, more than a quarter million dollars. Man, it's crazy. So last, it, it, it's so rough because it's like we I guess we really do wrap a lot of our value in in what we could provide in, from a financial yeah. standpoint. I, Especially I when you think about it that way. Right. Because we've talked about this and yeah. we never really came to this point. But when you think about it that way and I, I feel like the love could be there, it could be a great relationship. But just as men, yeah. we look at that different, bro, because, you know, that. You know essentially that she has a quench that you can't mm-hmm. like i can't do nothing about that because mm-hmm. i ain't in that position to do you think we don't have enough superpowers <laughs> so it's like mm. that's kind of one of our normal superpowers it's like like again it's like and i'm not saying i mean me and you we know we're a little more cultured men as far as abilities when we talk about cooking we talk about other aspects that you maybe some of the basic men may not i i actually pride myself on being a man that can do everything you know what i mean as far as like dolo I, ha- I learned to change the diaper i learned to you know i could do it put a hair in a ponytail like you know what i'm saying try to like really yeah. so it's like but do you feel like generally as men it's like we don't have a lot of superpowers versus women have like you know so much different i feel like superpowers they bring to the table versus me it's like uh, i i might have forgot the anniversary or i forgot it was this day or i forgot that i i did that but i made sure i paid for this i made sure i took care of us i put food <laughs> you know like i and i know that's kind of barbaric and old school but some men are still kind of like that where they not picking up on in between stuff but they try to make sure they go to work every day they're putting food on the table and they try to just be there yeah. versus women put a little more sauce and- Damn, that's a good point. You just made me think of something when you said that. I think a lot of it has to do with how accountable we hold each other, right? Because you said something important. Now. When I look at women's relationships and like the girlfriends that my mm-hmm. girl has, and I'm sure you can attest mm-hmm. to this too, yeah. like females be close. If like if they got good friends, they're close and they hold yeah. them accountable and yeah. how you made me feel and <laughs> you see them having conversations like that. I would facts. never. Yeah, I would never. <laughs> But that's the thing that they mm-hmm. bring into a relationship, that superpower, right? Okay. We never do that. 
Like it's it's hard for us to hold each other accountable. Like yeah. we I ain't gonna ask this nigga about like yeah. like that's why that story when you tell me about your DUI is so interesting to me because you held those niggas accountable. You <laughs> called them. Like I would never do that. But yeah. that's just manly pride. I'm not saying that yeah. it's wrong, but I would mm-hmm. never do that just because I'm so arrogant. Like that mm-hmm. nigga. It's nigga. Well, yeah, I, I would but, never but, do that because I'm but, so but, but think about it. With that. Yeah, like but here's 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 let's let's put a focus there. Mm-hmm. If it was just about me, like when it was just about me, mm-hmm. I no matter what, like y'all let me drive, whatever. Like I, I know I said I was good and I made that mistake. Mm-hmm. I was never mm-hmm. going to hold you accountable for that. Mm-hmm. But when it was you and your wife and your See, wife won't ask That's you. what I'm yeah. saying. So with you, it's like, let's say your homeboys, it's like, no, they close with your girl and they know like they, we talking cool where they got each other's number and yeah. th- they might text you like, okay, we want to surprise Lou and do it. Like they're cool enough to that point. And it's like, nah, that's sis. Like, hey, what's up? You good with sis, man? Maybe. Or like you might be talking to your bro about what's going on. He might be defending her like, bro. Yeah, bro. So they got a, a rapport there. A bond. Yeah. Yeah. A bond. Sense. And then when 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 things hit the fan like that and you said, bro, you was this and that and then you were nowhere to be found. But you said anything you need and then you couldn't pick up your phone and all that. I, you still don't feel like you would be like, hey, bro, like, I really? No, I, I wouldn't. I, and I think wow. that that has more to do with the only child thing. Okay. Like, I, I, okay. I don't, I've had a situation, a similar situation when I caught a DUI and my girl was steady trying to blame the guy that I was mm-hmm. out kicking it with. And I was like, well, how is it his fault? Mm-hmm. I made a decision that well, he could have let you do that. Like, no. no, I never took that. It never even processed in my head as she was even saying it to me. Mm-hmm. And um, she held a grudge against him for a long time <laughs> yeah. when I was able to be cool with him and be yeah. like, uh, so I, 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 I don't look at it that way. And I guess that sometimes digging into the only child thing, why I feel like the, 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 I don't, well, yeah, just being the only child, I don't really look at it that way. I can't, I never bring myself to being that open or successful or susceptible however you say it to some susceptible what you so you think is there nothing you will hold your boys accountable for like you yeah, actually as i'm call growing them. older yeah now now no, i'm talking about like now it's different now okay. i can have them conversations i know how to communicate better so yeah it's still certain stuff that i'm not touching like just my from being in my relationship with my dad and mm-hmm. him telling me like maybe niggas arguing with their girl about like what they I ain't got nothing to do with what you should do. Mm-hmm. Should oh, you yeah, leave? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I ain't yeah. got nothing to do with that. But yeah. when we talking about accountability as maybe a father or mm-hmm. accountability as a homeboy or mm-hmm. just what our expectations for one another, even mm-hmm. with life, like, mm-hmm. bro, what you got going on? Like, what you thinking about doing? What you doing? Well, how can we make some money together? Yeah, I'm a, more accountable than I have been my whole okay. life now than I used okay. to be. But when it comes to a mistake that I made or something, it's hard for me to be like, man, why you didn't tell me or why you, you didn't help I, me out, man? Or why I you still think you put know? too much on yourself, though. Yeah, that is and that's true. probably maybe that's the only child thing, like you're saying, a part of that because we talked about it on, on the last episode where I was just like, of course you're gonna be the one fix it, you're gonna take your accountability, you're gonna do that, but I don't think you just close the whole door of other parties involved without first let's have this conversation too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get what I did and everything, but bro, here, and I and and I get it. I you expect know, this out of you because I, I had expect to, this. From check you. this out. <laughs> No, no, I, I mean, that's, that's what, I, that's what yeah. I would be coming to say. I get what yeah. you're saying. I ain't saying that I expect you to say that. No, no, yeah, I'm yeah. saying that getting to that point where you're saying it to your home, where I expect this out of you. Yeah, well, it, what, because of what you stated. Yeah. That's, that's be clear. Like, I never tried to take a guess at what I expected versus how you felt or you thought your role was. It was what you mm-hmm. stated. Now, here's a funny thing. It can get weird because a lot of us 
grew up without fathers, right? So yeah. we didn't we so getting in that space is almost like you it it always the cliche I'm you you're not my daddy or whatever like so coming off like that feels weird. Like I even had that with my wife's sister. Like when she was living with us, like I I kind of had to check her and she took it totally wrong. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was about. It wasn't even it wasn't even like a She was trying to tell you what to do. No, nah, it was just something like that we just didn't tolerate in our house. And I don't remember what it, what it was. Oh, okay, but it was something small and I didn't even come off aggressive or nothing. I was just like, yo, sis, like, you know what I mean? We don't do that over here. Yeah, we don't do like, oh, what would you say? Like, and so she was mad about it, but she revealed later on that like, I just felt like you was coming off to me like, like you was trying to be my, my dad or my father. But then she, then she, she spoke and said, I realized that's just how men address your house. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like, but cause she hadn't been familiar with that. So, that is gonna be unfamiliar for friends and homeboys. Like when you address them, like, "Oh, whoa, who are you coming to me like? This? What do you mean?" Like, but it eventually you start to realize, "Oh, this is what it looks like. It is uncomfortable. It is new when territory." You have yeah, when you're masculine and you have yeah. that comments. Yes, exactly. Because most yeah. men, like you said, that's usually coming from a woman in mm-hmm. our world because oh, there's no dad there. Yeah. So once you get that energy from a man, you're getting defensive now. Even yeah. if it's in your best interest, it's like, man, nigga, who you talking to? Like, <laughs> one of I, I know I think about this all the time, and one of my homeboys that listen to this show will appreciate this. Man, his dad used to get on our fucking nerves every time we would try to go somewhere. Hey, let me talk to you. Where y'all got go? Like, just always, it seemed like then chastising us, telling us what we was doing wrong, just just in our shit. But now that I'm 40 and I look back at that shit now, I mm. wish that I had been more receptive of it. Mm. Because like you just said, I didn't, we didn't understand because he's talking to his son and his son's three friends. None of us really had our dads in our lives. So we mm. not, again, like you said, used to that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. But now today, I look back and listen to the science, some of the things that he used to say and be like, man, damn. Well, not even the things you say, but just his approach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you and right you probably about wasn't even ready to receive it. Not at all. Not at all. Like, bro, I don't know. Like, get get out of my face, man. We out here with 13, 14, 15. Like, we live in life, nigga. This get away. <laughs> man, yeah, I, I was got out driver's so license early. at 15, at man. 15. You don't stop, bro. Yeah. We used to get, his son used to get in trouble all the time. He's dropping him off late, man. Because he, like, again, and just looking back at this now, his, his dad was really the only one that was in the house. So he had, like, a, a curfew. Mm. Hey, I got to be, nigga, I got to be home at 11, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. And, None of us really would respect that because we ain't like what when I'm on like, nigga. So I can come you, in what I want to. So this is this kind of now looking back. back, we was one hundred percent in the wrong. Okay, yeah, we was one hundred percent in the wrong. This makes more sense because when we talked about the the young boy that got killed and we were talking about the curfew that they were setting. Yeah, and remember, so yeah, I wouldn't. Do you yeah. think because the lack of their father, and I know y'all gonna hear that a lot, but that's just the reality that we live in. Um, even mm-hmm. DeAnthony said, it, "Why am I trying to?" Like a person that didn't have these experiences. Remember, he said, "Like I'm trying to act like I'm a person who had my father in my life. I'm trying to act like I got right. it together. Like why am I trying to be so? Instead of you, being who I am, yeah, yeah. So do you think that has built a rebellious spirit from for you from that point? Hell yeah, nigga. I because, hate authority. Okay, because it makes I sense to me, authority, bro. Yeah, I, hate I can I see even it. to <laughs> a detriment. Like even like the smallest." I hate police, like, and, and yeah. not even from like. Yeah. I just hate authority, dude. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, because like, everything makes more sense now. Yeah, one hundred percent. Wow. Okay. And, and and my mom was, 
she wasn't strict, but I I respected her presence. Mm-hmm. But as far as but she wasn't like yeah. authoritative at all. Yeah. Like it wasn't no finger wagging. <laughs> you better do this. It's like nigga, the expectations is there. You better meet them. Mm. So yeah, like when you said when she I spank, people, she didn't spank that behind. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. My ass right. Okay. But right. when people are overbearing. Okay. Like people like standing over my shoulder or like standing <laughs> arms crossed expecting me to do something. I, I'm terrible. I'm that's my least yeah. performing, bro. Like okay. I, I I don't deal well with authority at all. Okay. But I didn't know that for a long time. I'm okay. just starting to realize that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of what sense. What about you? You good with authority? I don't know. I'm in a I'm a weird I'm weird with authority. I'm really weird with authority. Cause I had my father in my life, but he wasn't authoritative. Mm. So he was really passive, a real passive man to this day. Um, very passive. So he was never really authoritative. Even then, my mom still was like the authoritative one. Um, I don't know. I'm weird with it. I, I, I could get with authority. I just, things just got to make sense to me. Like, that's mm. just how I be. Like, it just got to make sense for me. Like, and that's that's probably the best way I could put it. I, I'm not challenging everything. I got a cousin. He challenges authority so much. When we work together, <laughs> this dude would find a way to break a rule and what they said, but it still would technically need to be broken for him to do his job. Like he would find a way. Would be like, hey, uh, I got a home like it. Yeah, like he'd be like, uh, we 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 can't we can't be walking out and back and forth on the floor. So what he do is he'll get a job that he knew had a lot of issues. So he'd just find a way to keep having to talk to somebody walking in production. Yeah, just he's that type of petty. Like <laughs> we call him shucksters. He a shuckster. Oh, he definitely he shucks a shuckster, it out. Bro. He shucks it out. Young Pyro. <laughs> Shout out to Tavon, that's, man. <laughs> that's funny to say. What else did you have, man? That was good right there. Yeah. Um. So we was talking about the the JBP. Joe yep. Budden podcast for those who are not familiar. Um, so, Spike, you said they got a couple of new additions. You want to kind of enlighten us a little bit on those additions? Queens, yeah, Queens Flip, the nigga that do the crazy skits on YouTube with his son and shit, was ripping his shirt off. You ever okay. seen that? Nah, I never, never seen that. Nah. I sent you a clip. It's funny as hell. Like he was getting hyped. <laughs> he was getting hyped listening to a song in the car and was like doing this shit. He's like ripped his son's shirt off. His oh wait a minute! Highly I I... agitated and annoyed. Yeah. That oh nigga, yeah. Crazy wild nigga to do this skits for Queen. I think I have. And, some uh, that. Yeah. Mel Mel Ford, the model, the actress that used to be a video. Melissa Ford, yeah, Melissa Ford. Uh, yeah, I think it's good though. Six mics works for them. You were saying before D got on here, we didn't really get to hear shit yeah. to it. You were saying that you thought that was too many. You didn't like six. Nah, minutes. nah, it's too many chefs in the kitchen, bro. But Joe is a good point guard, though. That's why I think it works. You like you got it. Parks who shoot corner threes. He don't require yeah. too much band. He a Bruce Bowen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he go play yeah, some exactly. defense. He go come off yeah. the side. Yeah, he's a couple threes. You get a, you get Dennis Rodman like Queen Slip, kind of one dimensional. Okay, just he wild crazy. Yeah, you got he's Joe awesome. doing everything. Joe kind of versatile. He he's a scoring. He's a scoring point guard. Exactly. Okay. Male is kind of like a shooter, so you can snipe from far away. Okay. All right. And then you got Ish and Ice to do the dirty work. The, the two forwards? Defense, yeah. The two forwards do dirty work. Right. I feel like it works well for them. But I'm, a, again, so I'm more a, of a fan of Joe than a lot yeah. of niggas is, which is crazy to me. Like, I yeah. feel like he's the best nigga to do this shit. Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. He is. Like, okay. we ain't, we ain't going to. I don't know who these, uh, who people, like, I'm not a, I'm a fan of, I like to, I like hearing Joe on other podcasts. Mm. That's more of my. I'm. That's the space I am with him. 
like I said, y'all know I've spoke about it before, but I, I, I'm not a big fan of how things ended. But I'm glad that every, all parties involved with Rory and Ma, everybody flourishing and finding their own lane. Um, but it just never quite got back to that for me. Like I've list, listened to an episode, and I, and I, I wanted to talk about it way, way back when I was when I was flying to Indiana and back from my cousin's funeral. I was gonna talk to you about it, but I didn't talk about it then. But I was listening. I was just like, it was cool, but. Here's the challenge. Here's what happens, bro. I feel like with Joe, the good thing about him in this space is he's matured. So he knows exactly how to operate, how to move people in the right places and communicate exactly what he's trying to get across with them. The bad thing is he's matured. So we don't get to me. We don't get those. You know, you, you don't the Joe Buttons and Jack Stone yeah, moments no more. Yeah, man. You know, well, not even not that far. I like when he got a little mature, like with them later, like when he got two episodes a week with Rory and Ma. When you start getting there, like when he got a little there, when they start really finding their 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 steam, you know, then I was like, okay, around that era. So it's like it's it's not safe because Joe don't play it safe, but it's not. It's just not the it same. Joe, it ain't reckless, Joe, but. And the do and the two guys he got, they just they just play it so safe to me. And then when they when they try to loosen up and be like, oh, I'm willing to step on this legs, it ain't really that deep. So it's just like, like versus. I, see, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's a lot of relationships they protect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus Roy and Ma, I feel like they was. I mean, Ma wouldn't yeah. giving it up crazy like that on there, but I feel like Roy was definitely putting it on the White line. White man privilege is what I mean. Roy yeah, was hey, from, but man, the privilege so I was entertaining because you could lose your job, <laughs> white guy. So you know, it was worth it. You just put it on the line for you know the black black culture. So you know, uh, but a six mics, I, I don't I don't like that. Why, why do you why do you like that? Like why why have this many people for podcasts, bro? I like interesting perspectives, man. I like uh, listening to the different perspectives. I like listening to shit and being like, yeah, right, or this nigga dumb, or I agree with that, or I ain't know nobody would think like that. So having, and especially because all of them are fairly good at it. So I, I like its perspectives. I, I, I'm either or with ice. And mm-hmm. again, I, everybody else, I feel like fits perfectly. It ain't mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that with six months. It is. Uh, you know, there's a battle rapper. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but uh, I won't. A <laughs> verb, uh, a verb. During the pandemic, he he had came out with a podcast because he was doing these IG lives with females, not like Kevin Samuels, but he was giving up kind of on the ratchet side, kind of a little bit. But like he was he was killing it because he was kind of handling himself like he was that dude. Like he had the dreads fresh, he was just fresh dude. Like it was totally different from battle rap. He started a podcast, a visual podcast called Good People. And he, it was yeah. a co-ed podcast. He had about probably about six people. Like he had one with all females one episode, all men one episode. Then he found a way to chop it in each episode. It'd be just different sets of his friends or whatever. But he had like six of them. But I think that when they came in and did that, it was so fire to me. Mm-hmm. It was it was so fire. It worked well. But I think that's because it was maybe because that's how it was introduced. So mm-hmm. that could be a part of it as well. I may do some of that in my Google one. Before we get out of here, yeah. what does a non-sports fan do on Super Bowl Sunday? You watching the game or what? Oh, you still gonna watch the game? I mean, you, you still just, watch the game? Yeah, you just kicking it. Mm. Going to a you, Super Bowl party, anything? Yeah, you, yeah, we, we probably uh, family's house, and you know, we gonna cook up a couple of some of these vegetarian specials over here. Oh, try to, you know, it's it's not, not the cauliflower wings. Oh, it's definitely on the menu, buddy. Ugh, jeez, you ain't, you ain't two black you. quarterbacks. See, hey. you excited about that? You heard about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
was big. I'm not I ain't know. I don't know how tapped in you be, man. I'm I'm, I'm pretty tapped in, like, but it's it's good to ask. It's always good to ask. Yeah, but yeah, um, ask. you're but helping yeah. me understand guys that don't watch sports. Before. I yeah. told you, before but maybe there's you, other guys that are way unfamiliar. Like I'm very familiar. I just I don't. It's not a part of my day. You just don't day to day. It's just not a day. To, it's just not a part of my day. Like, but it's like it'll it'll hit my cycle. I hit. I see highlights. I see things. UFC. I see stuff all the time. Like, I just it's not a part of my day. Like, it's I don't go out my way to. Thank you.